Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 29. Silbeth, give me a death save. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, let's hit it. (laughs) That's how we start every episode now. (laughs) Earlier this evening, Alphonse Derpader returned to Merchant Harbor to great fanfare. He was the only survivor of his mission to the mines with his partners Nikita Blade and Glorion Gloryseeker, both apparently dying in battle within the mines. You guys saw this happen as you came back into town from raiding Solaran Ravensmead's uh, cabin to the north. Uh, Wendell, what did you do there? At the cabin, I found some cash. Yeah, you found fat stacks underneath the floorboards, hidden away. Didn't didn't have your name on it. Had his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but we were just holding on to it for him. We're just doing him a favor. It's a nice uh, gesture from some random people that found his house. Yeah. yeah. You guys left him a note. Brad, what did what did the note say? The note said that um, we thought he might be dead, so we're holding on to his gold, uh, and he can come get it at his leisure. Uh, did anybody sign it? Did you sign it with your names? I don't remember. Yeah, we, we told him where he could find us. We, we literally told him our names and where he could find us. <laughs> okay, so all of you are listed as the culprits in the theft of Solar and Ravens means gold. Got theft it. is a strong word. We're just holding his cash. That's an, uh, an unacceptable way to frame what we did. <laughs> I told you it was risky. Yeah, you. Silbeth was the voice of reason and morality, I guess. <laughs> Then you guys got back into Merchant Harbor to great fanfare as Alphonse Derpader returned with no party members. He was the only survivor of his mission into the mines. Nikita Blade and Glorion Gloryseeker both died in the mines in battle. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys talked to Scout Schellenberg a little bit. He was a little agitated with you guys, urged you all to stay out of trouble. And of course, you guys, that's what you do. You get into mischiefs. I think he's just having a stressful day, man. Cause like normally he's like really, he's, he welcomes us with open arms. I, I, we're not troublemakers. I just think he needed to sleep more. That's what I think. Yeah, he is a tabaxi, so more sleep is generally a good thing for them. <laughs> you talked to Alphonse Derpader a little bit. He explained that they fought against some trolls, and he said you got to hit trolls with fire so that they are easier to kill. Uh, he was badly injured. He didn't see Glorion and Nikita go down in battle. They rushed on ahead of him, seemingly fearless of death, and then they died in the mines, and he just left them there and got back to town. He got his reward, Silbeth and Clubhead, you guys both followed Alphonse Derpader and Celine Whiteheath, who is sort of the right hand of a land called Tan. They met up and Clubhead, what did you find out? Well, we found out that the reward that Alphonse got, which was a basically a piece of real estate here in town, he traded to Celine Whiteheath for a trip back to the mainland. Basically a bunch of money and uh, I think it was like 2,500 gold or 2,000 gold and a trip back to the mainland. Yeah. Alphonse's attitude toward the people of Crow Island and Merchant Harbor is basically, yay, I got mine. You guys can all rot. I'm out of here. Yeah. That boat's going to be leaving in the morning. We also found out that he's a lot higher level than us, uh, so it might not be time to go into the mines yet for us. Then you all put a humiliating beatdown on tough guy tavern owner Don Goose, which absolutely thrilled Zark Coppertop <laughs> and uh, ended up with the chocolate in Wendell's hand, which he would then give to Madame Schmoopy. But I want to talk about this fight against Don Goose a little bit. Yeah, it couldn't have gone better. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> Flawless execution. Yeah. Like, from the start, like, I didn't even know you knew whole person, by the way. Like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It was a, it very impressive. It was like, oh, how am I going to even pretend to hurt him? Because I think my first attack did nothing. And then Yeah, the, your first attack ended up with you being thrown through the closed door of his tavern. Yeah. Shattering the wood everywhere. You get out in the street, clubhead cast hold person. 
Well, he asked Bunny first. I always ask for permission before I hold someone. Yeah. Emery, I hope that becomes literal in the rest of the campaign, that you always ask people's permission before you cast whole person on them. No, I don't ask them their permission. I ask Bunny his permission oh. if I can hold someone else. Oh, got it. All right. Because <laughs> that would be funny. You could have totally just laid him out. You essentially just poked him in the forehead with your finger to knock him over. From the whole person and all, and it's like, I knew we were supposed to be friends with him, right? So we were just, like, mostly trash talk. He didn't, like, get beat up, beat up. You know, just shamed in public. <laughs> you guys took care of Don Goose, more or less. It definitely made Zark Coppertop happy. Because uh, <laughs> he's hiding in his little shrub. He's just so excited. He's like, may I have this dance? <laughs> and then as you were walking away, you drop old person, and he says to you guys, Next time, I'm not taking it easy on you, Bunny, and I'm definitely not taking it easy on you. And he pointed at Clubhead. So he's got, I think he's got a legitimate beef against you two. Which I don't even understand. First off, he got paid quite well to take a dive. And all they got hurt was his pride, man. And he's going to... That's everything to a guy like him. That is very true. We sh- it would have been better if I'd have just like punched him in the eye and ran or something. <laughs> Maybe he just plans on hurting our pride. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about my pride is attached to my body, so I'm very concerned. <laughs> I don't think he signed up to be paralyzed for a while. <laughs> Seems like he's kind of a wussbag if he couldn't get back up again after we pushed him down. Exactly, right? And all you did was throw a couple whoop whoops and he got all pissy. He should grow up, Don. Well, eventually he'll come looking for you, I'm sure. For sure. In the meantime, Silbeth made friends, more or less, with the plump nipple clamp Jackson because Nipple Clamp seemed really upset that Don was paralyzed and you guys were getting the better of him. You kind of like stroked Nipple Clamp's back. I think it was their back. It it worked, whatever it was. I'm eager to get to know them a little better. uh, I've never seen one of those things before. As Bunny, Clubhead, and Silbeth go back to the wrestling gym to get uh, to sleep, Wendell, you go to the repository. You give the chocolate to Madame Schmoopy, and she tells you a ton of information. She tells you what the ticking is. She tells you a little bit about the history of, of her existence here on Crow Island, and she tells you some some pretty interesting information about the wizard, Maddox, and so on and so forth. But uh, we're going to cover that in a second, because it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and she says goodbye to you. You leave the repository with your brand new gift that she gave you, and you head back to the wrestling gym. You walk in. Clubhead is awake. He doesn't need to sleep. So as you enter the gym, he's there. Clubhead. Hello. Clubhead, wake everyone up. Oh, oh. I have incredibly important information, just as I expected I would after learning what the ticking was. Oh, boy. I can't wait to find out what that information is. Hey, everybody, wake up. It was the most important information that we could have possibly ever gotten, and I knew it. Holy crap. Wake up, wake up. Okay, gather around. All right, everybody, listen. You found out about the ticking? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. See this clock that I have on my back? Yes. That was making the ticking. I told you it was going to be a clock. (laughs) That's all? (laughs) Yeah, you were right. Okay. Can any of you hear this clock ticking right now? No. No. Okay. Check this out. The only people who can hear this clock ticking are people who have less than one year to live. What? Are you kidding me? No. Oh, crap. Miss Schmoopy can hear it as well. (gasps) Oh, wow. Oh, no. She's been hearing it almost for a year. No wonder she wanted that chocolate so bad. Well, you're going to die within a year? Are you sick? Like, did she tell you how? I'm not sick. I feel fine. I feel great. I don't think I'm going to die, but just as an insurance policy. And and Wendell holds out his foot. Uh See how I'm missing a toe? Yeah. How long have you been missing that toe? Um, for about a half an hour now. (laughs) What? I gave it to Schmoopy. Why? Because if I die... She can bring me back if she's still alive. Oh, that's clever. Wait a minute, is she a necromancer? No, but she knows one. Okay. But that's another story. I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. All of you need to give me a finger or a toe, (laughs) and I'll run them back to Schmoopy, and then if you guys get killed in an accident, she can bring you back, at least 
for however long she lives. Uh, Maybe it's the the sleep talking, but is there another like hair? Would like a fingernail work? No, it has to be a finger or a toe. That was a weird rules, Wendell. But then we can take incredible risks. <laughs> the sooner we accidentally die, the better. Well, here's the thing, Wendell. Logically. If you're the only one who can hear the clock, that means you're the only one who's going to die in the next year. So there's no reason for me to give anyone my fingers, because I'm not going to die. That's very impressive logic, Clubhead. Thanks. I am quite wise. Except it's not good logic, because you could die right now. I could kill you. But wouldn't I be hearing the clock? No, not not if I just killed you. <laughs> Maybe you hear it right before you die. Okay, we are part of a team. Is, do we have a knife or something? I'm going to do it. I'm going to cut one of my toes. <laughs> wow! Because we're, we're part of this tag team. And I learned in Wrestling Academy, you stick with your tag team partner through thick, thin, or lack of appendages. <laughs> I just think it's the smart move, and I appreciate that you are doing the smart thing, Bunny. It's, I've never been claimed to do the smart thing, but I will do the impulsive thing. So, Here's what the smart thing is. The smart thing is to not just believe a random stranger who says, give me your toe, because I'll bring you back from the dead. That's, why would you trust a person like that says that? Because she's... She's done it tons of times before. What? Basically, everybody in this entire village has been resurrected several times. Ooh. That's what she told you. I, I, I'm sorry to say this, Wendell, but you're very, uh, you, you, you're, you're gullible. You're a very gullible young wombat folk. Yeah. Well, no, I, I know, I know my magic, and I know that she, she's a druid, and she knows how to resurrect. Uh-huh. All the important and smart people come to her to get resurrected. Can we ask them, do they remember dying and being brought back? Like, can we confirm it first? All we gotta do is go talk to anybody. Ooh, okay. Um, Zark, has Zark Carpetop been here long enough to have been resurrected, potentially? You don't know how long he's been on Crow Island. You don't know where he came from. Okay. You really don't know a whole lot about him. Did Bunny cut off one of his toes? Uh, yeah, I don't know if any of us carry a knife. I got a, all I got is a club seat, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does anyone have a knife? <laughs> Can you suplex a toe off? Is Bludgeon his pinky toe off. <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hold, on, hold on a second, Bunny. Um, here's what I think we should agree to. If one of us dies, then Wendell can cut off one of our fingers or toes and bring it back to her, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. You can't just bring a toe or a finger back later. It's gotta be a live toe from before the death? Yep. What Uh, if you have to cast a spell before the person dies? Does she give you these specifics, Wendell? I have so much more information than I need to communicate oh, with you. Oh, 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 I thought you were done. Uh, could please continue. No, not even close. <laughs> you know Alphonse Derpeder? Yes. Yeah. Well, his friends, Nikita and Glorian, their toes or appendages are over at Schmoopy's place. Oh. They left them there, and I think they were expecting someone... Probably Alphonse, maybe? Yeah. I can't assume what the deal was to, to get them resurrected. So they were not expecting to die. Remember Alphonse said that they seemed confident, not worried about danger? But they didn't pay her for the uh, resurrection. They only paid for the storage. So hmm. I'm not sure. I think maybe they were thinking one of them would come back with gold or something and resurrect the other one. How much does it cost? It costs 1,000 gold pieces. Oh, my God. Goodness. And 200 gold to store a toe of, or a finger. But guess what? Because I brought her that chocolate, she's willing to give us all a free resurrection. Wow. See how this is the most important thing that's ever happened to us? Could those two hear the clock ticking before they left? I'm not sure. Hmm. We could ask her, maybe. I'm not going to cut off anything until I talk to her. Oh. Well, actually, she I, she won't talk to me. She said just drop uh, toes and fingers through the mail slot and make sure they're labeled. Oh, wow. She has, like, an appendage safety deposit box or what? Yeah, so we just got to make sure we put a little um, string with a piece of paper so she knows who's, who's who. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to talk to her again. So either you just do this or you don't. It's up to you guys. If you don't want to do it, I don't really care, but I think you should go for it because it's going to make us a lot more likely to survive any danger we encounter. And we can take bigger risks and have more fun. (laughs) The worst thing that can happen is we lose a toe, but we could gain an extra chance at living. 
Is that not worth it? Silbeth, would you have given a toll of your, your beloved on the off chance she could have came back? I would have given my whole arm for her. Exactly, so what's a toe for yourself? Like, I'm not that quick to trust people. I, I trust Wendell. Which body part would you have not given up for her? For her, I'd give up uh, everything. You would do anything for love, huh? Yes. Um, speaking as the only one of us who's actually ever died and come back to life. Right. Um, I don't think I want to participate in this and part of it is because I'm not quite sure it would even work for me considering the changes that uh, this body has underwent but if you guys want to that's fine I support you Clubhead are you alive technically I'm, I'm not yeah, right yeah, you... yeah I'm alive okay technically sure <laughs> Clubhead Clubhead yes I have an important information for you okay down in the mine Shmoopy said Hold on, let me make sure I get this right It's a weird thing to say <laughs> <laughs> Well, she wanted to get it right Well, that's good I appreciate her taking notes and being thorough <laughs> Shmoopy saw a creature like you, Clubhead, down in the mine Really? Like me? Yes, a fungus creature Holy crap, that's mind-blowingly awesome uh, Did she say where? Deep deep in the mine. Oh, okay. I'm, I can't imagine we'd be able to get there. Alphonse, I think, he mentioned it once they got past the trolls, something like that, I believe. Can we beat trolls? Has anyone ever met a troll? <laughs> yeah, I think we're a little too weak to beat trolls. Mm, but we're badder is what you're saying. And then I go get a knife to cut off my toe. <laughs> now, if a troll cut off his toe, then the troll would just have 11 toes. <laughs> And then if he cut off another toe, then he would have 12. That's how trolls work. Wendell, which one of your toes did you cut off? I cut off my smallest toe. I'm going to cut off my smallest toe on the same foot in solidarity. And then I count to three. All right, Bunny, you take two points of damage. Who else cut off a toe? Did Silbeth? Uh, Silbeth? Uh, no. Still, Silbeth is still thinking that Schmoopy has nefarious reasons for asking this. Yeah. Clubhead is thinking something similar, but he hasn't really voiced any. <sighs> it's somehow worse when you stab yourself. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's weird, because cause Bunny, you have really tiny feet, but your toes are normal. Normal size. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <creepy>. Weird. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> so, do I have to, like, say a spell, or do we just hand it to her from here, Wendell? Uh, no, we just put it in an envelope, and we'll write your name on it. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna go bandage myself. I'll be back. I hope you're not too disappointed in me, Wendell. No, that's fine. You should do what you feel is best. If you want to die permanently forever, that's your choice. I tell you what, if I think I'm about to die, that'll be the last thing I do. Right. <laughs> Well, you might think that you're dead. You might die and then be like, oh, look, I'm dead. And then you'll be dead. <laughs> well, if that's what happens, that was, that's what happens. I just don't trust her. I'm sorry. That's fine. I feel like she's trustable because I gave her chocolate. <laughs> I have to admit, I did not think that you would get all that information from finding out about the ticking. So I'm impressed. Thanks. I knew it was important. I, and Wendell sets the clock down by his bed. <laughs> if we want to save Nikita Blade and Glorion Gloryseeker, we could go talk to Alphonse. Maybe he would want to get them resurrected. Yeah. Can I hear the ticking now, by the way? Nope. Thank God. Okay. You know that that ship that he is planning on being on is going to be leaving in the morning. You still have, you know... Five or six hours, you could get some more sleep. How much gold do we have as a party right now? That's ours or that we found in the dirt? <laughs> uh, that's ours. I have 184. I have like zero. I have 12. Okay. I have one. So <laughs> just under 200, 197, I believe. And we have 494 gold from Solaren. Which we're probably giving back, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Don't you dare spend that on something. You know what that means. Amazon Prime Days coming to Crow Ice. <laughs> Everybody gets a drone. Ah, <laughs> it's the summer steam sale. <laughs> I say we get some rest, but go drop off Bunny's toe in the morning and then go talk to Alphonse before he leaves. That sounds like a plan. This blood loss has got me extra sleepy anyway. I'm all for that. Let's let's go to sleep. Alright, so does somebody choke Clubhead out so that he can sleep? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, we could just cast sleep on him. Uh, no, I'm actually immune to magical sleep. Huh? Okay. Oh, <laughs> He's just forever watching. I, yeah. I literally can't be put to sleep. It, does, it doesn't work. All right. So, you all go to sleep, except for Clubhead, because he's physically incapable of it. <laughs> As the sun rises on Crow Island, you guys all wake up. You notice that the Oak Crests have left already. They've made their beds, and they left a note for you that says they're going back to Mibe Beachside Estates to see if there's anything they can safely salvage uh, with help from some of the uh, townsfolk. So you come upstairs, and yeah, Zark has a massive feast waiting for you. Ah, my beautiful, glorious morning to you, my wonderful tenants. A feast for you in honor of your bravery last night. Whoa, Zark, you really rolled out the red carpet, my friend. Thank you. I assure you, there's no nasty rot grubs in the sausage. (laughs) (laughs) I am not hungry all of a sudden. Was that all the chocolate you have, by the way? Because I never got to taste any, and I, I was just thinking about it. Oh, I can acquire some more if you'd like to go back and teach Don Goose another lesson. Oh, I'm trying to stay alive, my brother, my goblin family, but um, thank you so much. Maybe you could describe the flavor of chocolate while uh, Buddy closes his eyes and pretends to eat it. I've never actually eaten any. <gasps> Besmirch ye, sir! <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what that was. I just, the, the betrayal brought out a different, <laughs> a past life, maybe. Wendell sits down and, and chows down. Yeah, there's plenty of fruit and vegetables that have been prepared as well. Does it taste like rotten grub in the sausage? Give me a perception check. <laughs> First roll of the day for rotten grub taste. Okay. A 20. No, a 9. Brad rolled a 20, of course. Silbeth, <laughs> you taste the sausage, and it does not taste foul in any way. It does seem to be very premium. Mr. Coppertop, this is excellent sausage. Yes, it is. I buy it from a friend of mine. Hey, do you have an envelope by chance? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, hold on a second. He runs back in his office. He comes out with an envelope. <laughs> I pull out from my pocket my toe. Don't worry about this. This is just a little gift for a pal. <laughs> and thank you. Ooh, that's gross. So, Zark, how many times have you been resurrected? <laughs> resurrected? I'll have you know I've never been resurrected. Such a foul practice. One should live their life to the fullest. As long as it shall last. But what if you could live your life even fuller than fullest? Look around you, Wombat. I do live my life to the fullest. Are you aware of the people in town giving their fingers and toes to Madame Schmoopy? If they are, then they are. It bears no meaning to me. Have you heard of anyone who's been resurrected in town? I have heard rumors that some of the people in town have been resurrected, yes. Uh, For real? I always thought Schmoopy was a con artist, however. Oh. No, she's legit. She has a business she's running. Huh. Much like myself. I look at the envelope in that window. I feel good about this. (laughs) Well, we can test it if you want. I can stab myself to death right now, and we'll find out. Please, please, don't. Don't bleed on my floors, please. But wait, if these guys want to get resurrected, can we test it on you and you use one of their resurrections? Such a foolhardy endeavor. Please, if you insist upon spilling your foolish blood, do it outside in the alley. You're right. I, I have an idea, guys. Yeah. We already know that uh, those other poor adventurers who went down into the mine, they died. True. But they left their toes over with Schmoopy. All we have to do is raise a thousand gold and give it to her, and theoretically, she should be able to bring one of them back. We know somebody who recently came across 2,500 gold and also maybe owes it to them to bring them back. Maybe we just need to convince Alphonse Dupida to do the right thing. I, and we don't have to work I, him over. Silbeth, relax, relax. Jesus, <laughs> sit down. Uh, you, you knew I was about to say something, so I'll just sit down. I say we, <laughs> you know, talk to him and tell him to do the right thing. I wasn't, uh... Yeah, that's what I'm into. I'm not mad about the stabbing still at all. At all. <laughs> well, let's go find Derpider before he leaves on that ship. Okay. Let's do it. Ah, let's hit it. (laughs) Thanks for breakfast. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, thank you for a wonderful evening of entertainment. I hope the humiliation was to your liking. 
I have relived it in my mind many times. Well, I'm glad we're free of that mess. I shall see you all later. You got weird kinks, Zark, but I like it. I I stuff a sausage into a very similar looking envelope. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest Dear John letter. (laughs) So you guys go outside, and it is a uh, sunny morning here on Crow Island in Merchant Harbor. There are people bustling about doing their daily things in the morning as they do. Not far from where the Gilded Cane is, is Madame Schmoopy's repository, so you could drop off your toes there. How soon before the ship leaves? Could be leaving any minute. Let's hurry. Yeah, we better yeah, get down there. Boogie. So you head down to the docks, and the docks in Merchant Harbor are modest. There are two long piers that stick out into the water. You know that because the dragon turtle was recently killed, shipping has commenced within the last couple of weeks. So cargo is being unloaded from one ship and being loaded onto another. And that is where you see an interesting creature, I guess, that you saw when you arrived. A large construct made of wood and pieces of metal painted bright yellow with black stripes. And it has four arms and it's carrying large barrels and crates and stacking them next to the gangplank so they can be loaded on a ship. And nearby is Alphonse Derpeder sitting on a crate with a backpack slung over his shoulder. You're describing that construct, which is clearly just like a giant, much stronger version of Clubhead. I just couldn't help but think of like me versus the guy she tells me not to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) He's her personal trainer. Why are you upset? (laughs) He's got four arms, baby. (laughs) Now, you all should roll perception. Natural 20. Wow. Natural six. Let's go. Eh, Seven, close enough. Seven. Okay. Silbeth and Bunny, you're not really seeing much more than what I just explained. Clubhead, you can see clearly that this construct is of the same creator. This is also one of the Thule automatons, much like yourself, uh, but definitely looks like a more advanced version of what you initially were. Wendell, you notice five people exiting the ship that cargo is being unloaded from, and they look as though they're really tough People. They are wearing leather armor, they're wearing chainmail, they are heavily armed and armored. And as they exit the ship, there is a human there asking them questions, much like Celine Whiteheath did with you guys. But this isn't Celine Whiteheath. This is an older human man, and they just sort of brush past him. They don't answer his questions, and they continue into town. Mm-hmm. Does Wendell have a chance to, to say something to them? Yeah, as they walk past you, because you guys are walking down the docks toward where Alphonse is, they walk past you. Excuse me, adventurers. Might I have a word? One of them looks down at you and says, Piss off, creature. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you going to the mines? They ignore you and continue on. Have a good day, dicks. The last one in the line is a, a female, an elf. Very slender, has two swords, short swords, in scabbards on her waist, and wearing black leather armor, studded leather armor. She turns around. (laughs) What did you say to me? I said, have a good day. Give me a deception check. Natural 20. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She has a look on her face like, oh, geez, I I must have misheard you. She doesn't say sorry or anything. She just scoffs and walks off. Congratulations, you insulted someone, <laughs> and then you talked your way out of it. You have inspiration. I there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. As long as there's some nice deep earth nearby, I'm safe. Well, there's not here because you're walking down the wooden planks of the docks. Ah, uh, well, yes, okay. Hey, uh, what did you just see there, Wendell? Who are you talking to? Those tough-looking adventurers. They're dicks. Okay. Oh. They just ignored everybody, including me. But I got the best of them. Where did they come from? They came from the ship. They look kind of dangerous. Oh. I was going to tell them to go talk to Schmoopy if they wanted resurrection in case they were going to the mines. But apparently they just want to go get killed. Well, screw those guys. Did she get you in like a like a pyramid scheme or something? Are you? No, she's what? just a very nice person. I don't know what's wrong with you people. You're giving her free advertisement now. What the heck? No, <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> 
I just found her to be a very agreeable person. We had the nicest chat. Do you have to bring in people so that you don't have to pay for the resurrections? And for every two you bring in? I might not have long to live, so I'm just enjoying every second. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, I thought you could get resurrected. Well, as long as she doesn't die. Uh, oh. If you die of old age, it won't work. So wait, is that what the clock is doing? Is it? Can, can you only hear it if you're going to die of natural causes? Like old age? If you were going to die of old age or natural causes, you would hear the clock. Okay. But if you were like going off into the mines where you would probably get stabbed or whatever killed, it didn't. So, like, if we were like getting old, could we like have someone kill us and then it would work? I don't know if she explained that, Wendell. She did not. Like, is there loopholes? No, I don't think so. She said the clock was created by an artificer. Well, that's probably in the fine print, Wendell. You'd probably only hear this if you're gonna die of natural causes, and then that's why she's like, oh, give me your toe because I'll bring you back. But then she can't bring you back because you died of natural causes. See, it's a grift. What's a grift? It's it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 she tricked you out of your money and your little toe. Well, then why would those adventurers give her the toes? Were they tricked too? Well, I mean, they, they, you know, maybe she can bring them back because they didn't die of natural causes. Well, exactly. So it's the, it's, this still works. But you're saying the ticking. We're talking about the ticking. Yeah, yeah. Once you die, you know, from that ticking, then you can't be brought back, buddy. I'm gonna die of old age? I'm for, yeah. <laughs> I think technically you can be brought back, but it might not be what you want. Back in the jungle, the priests of Nyoko Manemne used to reincarnate people. So if you die of old age, you can be reincarnated, but, mm. you know, you might come back as a moose or something. What if I drank some poison? Would I hear the ticking then? No, because that's unnatural, I think. It's only natural causes, apparently. Okay, okay. Shmoopy also used to date Maddox, the wizard. What? Who owns that tower? Why wasn't that the first thing you said? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought it was just... Gossip. Well, now I'm going to go talk to her no matter what. I don't care. But she said that he was boring, though, because all he ever did was talk about ne necromancy. Oh, he's a necromancer. Oh. Yeah. He's obsessed with it, apparently. I kind of suspected that. She said we should go investigate Maddox's tower. All right. So she said it's dangerous, but mm. I'm not worried because she can resurrect me. Oh, well, we, we definitely should do that. Yeah, let's do that. Seriously. Well, we need to talk to Alphonse first, please. Oh, right. <laughs> Hey, Al Alphonse, you haven't gotten on that ship yet, right? <laughs> like, uh, he hasn't. He's sitting at the end of the docks on a crate watching you argue with each other. Alphonse! <laughs> Alphonse, can we talk to you for a second? And I'll run up to him. In between you and Alphonse is this large four-armed construct oh. carrying crates and barrels and stacking them near the gangplank. So you'll have to move around that creature. Oh, okay. Um, is it like... Do we need, like, a ticket to move around it or anything? No, no. But if you get close, if you get close, do you get close? Uh-huh. Close-ish? <laughs> uh, it says, excuse me, I'm working here. Oh, my bad, man. I'm I'm just trying to make sure I didn't give my toe away for no reason. Can I go speak to that guy down there that I pointed out, Alphonse? Yes, just, just please. Just please stay out of my way. No problem. Oh, I'm gonna get right at you and then I do a like side shuffle. What's your name, big fella? Oh, hello, I am Tag Pub 7. Tag Pub 7? Tag Pub 7, the Thule Automaton General Purpose Utility Being 7. Oh, nice to meet you. My name's Clubhead. I am also a Thule bot, kind of. He looks you up and down. That is highly interesting. I get that a lot. So, uh, who do you work for? I am very glad you asked me about my job. My job is to manage cargo loading, unloading, and storage, also to address any emergencies or issues here on the docks. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Who gave you your job? My job is to manage cargo unloading and loading and storage, mm. and to address any emergencies or issues here on the docks. Oh, okay. For example, if a crate is brought here by mistake, I might put it over there. And he points to a small building. Until it can be sent back from whence it came. If then there happened to be an issue with that cargo, I would address it. Did anyone ever give you a crate that was full of, um, like, fungus growing on rations? I cannot speculate on the contents of crates, but I have seen mushrooms and fungus. Okay, uh, uh 
my lawyers will be in touch with your lawyers. For example, if the crate were to emit a noise similar to a baby dragon, I might tear the crate open hypothetically. Ooh. <laughs> Clubhead, give me an insight check. Okay. 18. He does not seem to have complete sentience mm -hmm. like you do. Yeah, kind of picking up on that. Either he wasn't built with it or it has been sort of stripped from him to some degree. Were you flirting with that other construct? <laughs> uh, no, I don't flirt with people while they're working. That's rude. <laughs> they're being paid to be nice to you, so it doesn't really work out. Oh, would you consider flirting with that construct? Uh, not really. You see, I don't have any sex drive because not only am I an artificial being that cannot reproduce, but I'm also a colony of fungus that is animating what is essentially a corpse. So there's many reasons why I would never actually be interested in flirting with anyone. Well, flirting's not just about sex. It's about fun interactions. Yeah! Well, I get to have fun interactions with you guys. Why would I need to do it with anyone else? Wait, Silbeth, are, are you flirting with him? Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> how, how would we know? You, you'd know if I was flirting. Silbeth, <laughs> 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 so she's definitely flirting with Clubhead. Can you, can you feel the chemistry? <laughs> Alphonse! Wait one second. We're very interested in each other's personal lives. I'm sorry. We got a question, pal. So you know how you had those two pals of yours who died? We have someone who has a toe of each of theirs. Don't worry about that part. But we're, if you were to give us a thousand gold, we can resurrect one of those two people. Give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh no, a five. You see Alphonse get up off of his crate and uh, fix his backpack, and he starts walking toward the gangplank to board the ship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Alphonse, just forget about what he said. Listen, uh, do you you know your two friends that died in the mines tragically? Well, I wouldn't call them friends. Uh, I told you, I just met them on the boat over here when we were not friends. If you could save them, would you? If it was free, it didn't cost me any time or money, maybe. Did they never discuss with you uh, their plans of getting resurrected if uh, they were to die? No. They did a time or two mention uh, that they thought I was going to be more competent. <laughs> uh, looks like I got the last laugh. Mm. Can I make an insight check? Yeah. 24. What are you trying to determine with this insight check? Well, first of all, if he's telling the truth, that's kind of the main thing. He does seem to be genuine, and that does stack up pretty well with what you know about his situation. Wow. They went into the mines. He got hurt right away and lagged behind while the other two were more powerful than him and continued on more aggressively. And then they died. It's just, they clearly created a, like, a backup plan, like, you know, uh, if one of us dies, then the other one will resurrect, but they didn't, they didn't <laughs> seem to consider the possibility that they would both die. <laughs> yeah. What you know about them, based on what you heard from Alphonse, maybe they were overconfident. Yeah. Gosh, dang! Okay. Alphonse, did, did you know that they gave some appendages for resurrecting? No. I keep mentally accusing Alphonse of being like a piece of shit scumbag who's like betraying them, but turns out he's he's totally on the level. Clubhead, our first introduction with him was him, you puking on him and him stabbing me. We have no allegiance. He is kind of a jerk. Your first introduction to him was at Batama's Hillside Inn. He was uh, arguing with Batama about these birds outside oh. of his room. That was your first interaction. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just needed sleep because he knew he was going to be going into the mines. He was upset, but, you know, he was also kind of a dick. Here's the thing. Why would they do that if they didn't have the money to pay for it? I know. So did they have <laughs> a thousand gold on them? Yeah. If they did, they didn't say anything to me about it. Uh, or it's in a bank somewhere. And if they did... It's still laying down in the mines on their dead bodies. Yeah. You didn't, like, rummage their corpses, right? No. I got the hell out of there. Okay. Hmm. Can I tell if he's lying with, like, an insight check? Sure, give me an insight check. I'd like to also do that. Hey, a 20! And a 16. Okay, with a 16 and a 20. What you know, what you've heard previously when you talked to him after, you know, he came back from the, the mines was essentially that, yeah, he was badly wounded in the fight against the trolls. And then 
his party mates headed on deeper into the mine, aggressively fighting off creatures. And by the time he caught up to them, they had both fallen in battle. He finished off a troll and then he got the hell out of there because he didn't, he knew he couldn't fight anything else on his own and he was already wounded. So he left. This does seem to be a, a bit of like cowardice maybe, but also like knowing his limitations and maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's not the kind of guy that's going to loot corpses, but then also maybe he just wanted to get the hell out of there before he got killed. Self-preservation. Yeah, self-preservation. Yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to wait forever because the ship's good. They're going to be telling me to get on any second now. Can I talk to you guys on the side for a second? We're going to do a team huddle, Alphonse. Don't get on that ship, buddy. We got probably another question about you being a bad person. What's up, Sobeth? I don't think we're going to get the money out of this guy. Could we hold a person him and rob him? I'm <laughs> kidding. Like, he does seem like a jerk, so I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I think he's a pretty tough guy. Okay. Okay. Clubhead, I know you're real sneaky when you want to be and stealthy. Yeah. You could sneak into the mines and find those bodies and see what's on them and get back out without being noticed. What do you think about that idea? Maybe I could turn into a very tiny animal that maybe trolls wouldn't care about <laughs> and sneak past them, yeah, possibly. I'm not super thrilled about it. I could cast Charm Person on Alphonse and make him go resurrect those people with but with his own free will. Well, doesn't Charm Person mean he's gonna get, like, mad in an hour? We'll just make sure he's on the boat in an hour. <laughs> We can find out if the when the boat is leaving and make sure he's on it, and then he can he'll be angry as angry as he wants to be, but he'll never we'll never see him again. Well, could you charm him to like give him the money? Oh yeah, he could just hand us the gold and then go on his merry way. If the do we know when the boat's leaving? It seems to be fairly soon. The pile of crates and barrels is getting much smaller as they're being loaded on. So presumably, when those barrels and crates are fully loaded. He'll get on the ship and go away. This is the right thing to do. Bring back these people. Well, but uh, I mean, charm person. I don't. I don't know that one personally, but I, I don't know if it's automatic. He might resist it, and also, I mean, it doesn't make him do everything that you want him to do. It just like he becomes your friend, your your buddy. It'd be like asking me to give you a thousand gold. It's like, well, you know, maybe I would, but you'd still have to convince me. I think there might be one chance with him, and that's to convince him that his associates would pay him back right away if they got resurrected. Oh. Also, when someone gets resurrected, do they get resurrected in a spot they died in? Because they're still in the mines, right? So what if they just got resurrected and re-murdered? How do we even know it would work? Everybody give me an, give me an arcana check. 23. Oof. 9. 6. An 8. Oh my god. The only one of you who comes up and pieces all of these things together is Silbeth. Knowing what you know about what you heard about Shmoopy and the toes and the fingers and the shelves, those pieces become the whole person oh. upon resurrection. The bodies would still be in the mind. Sure. At least that is your presumption. If it works the same as reincarnation, which it probably does, uh, the body would appear uh, at the same place as the piece of the body that you have on you when you cast it. So the body should still be down there. Right. And and if they were carrying the thousand gold with them, that would still be down there in the mines. I just don't see why you'd set that up as a contingency uh, if you didn't have the money. And and they don't get the money if they die, so they wouldn't be counting on that money. Yes, that... So they have to have it. But would they have the money in the mines? Because they couldn't pay for their death, right? Wouldn't they have kept it somewhere in town? Yeah, I, I mean... That makes more sense, right? You wouldn't keep it by your murder spot. I don't know how smart they are. I've met a lot of dumb people in my life, so I don't know. It's possible they gave it to someone they thought they could trust, like a land called Tan, for example. And they were just like, hey, you know, uh, Mr. Coltan, if we don't come back, then, you know, bring this thousand gold to Madam Schmoopy. And then he was like, okay, I'm a nice guy. I'll totally do that. And then they f they died. And then he was just like, ha, ah, they both died. Now I get to keep the gold. Great impersonation of a lamb, by the way, Clubhead. He's a jerk. Thanks. Out of game question quick. Uh, I can't remember if this is true or not. Do, 
Do we know that Wendell is a necromancer? He's cast a couple of necromancy spells, but that doesn't mean anything, really. I've only ever seen you use your butt in, like, magic missile and fight, <laughs> so I doubt I have any clue. Yeah, I probably never specifically said anything about oh. it, just that I wanted to figure out how to extend life. Okay. Can I make an insight check to see if I've intuited that? Sure. 19. You would have a feeling like he's a wizard. And his focus seems to be about extending life. Mm -hmm. So that might point you to necromancy, probably. Okay. I say, Wendell, I don't want you to get upset about this because I know that it can have a bad rap sometimes or bad rep. But, like, do you do you know things about necromancy? Um, yes, I've come across a lot of that in my studies, and it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think there's no reason to get upset about it. It's just a tool. But are you able to speak with dead creatures or people? No, I haven't come across anything where I've been able to speak with the dead. Do you know anything about it? Well, I've observed that that is a possible spell that people have, but probably more powerful than you know how to study yet. Oh, that sounds exciting. I can't wait to learn how to do that. It's entirely possible that the spell book that you have contains that spell, but you just haven't deciphered it. I understand they only get five questions, though. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do about Alphonse? I think that I should cast Fog Cloud and we'll push him into the water and drown him and take all his money. This is the bad with one guy. <laughs> No, no. that's that well, I mean, won't work out well. Yeah. Unless I did cost, cast fog clouds, no one can see that we did that. Do we hold a person's problem and run? That's uh, fine. I think we just let him go. At that moment, you hear uh, a loud ding, 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 ding aboard the ship, and uh, the captain of this particular ship yells out, All aboard, final call! And Alphonse gets up. Uh, He's walking up the gangplank. Goodbye, Alphonse. Have a nice life. Have a good trip. He waves at you. Good luck in your endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay! You'll pay for this! <laughs> he turns around, he looks at all of you. Bunny yelling, You'll pay for this, and he shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> okay, I'll see you later. I'm going. Going back to Baxter. That's an unusual way to say goodbye, Bunny. What is that something that you normally do? It's an old wrestling um uh, greeting where you say you'll pay, and then you'll pay a ticket to see them at their next event. Ah, oh, that's neat. <laughs> it's it sounded more threatening than that, but I get it. I'm just excited. You'll pay too one day, Silbab. <laughs> so, Schmoopy, I gotta drop this toe off. All right, yeah, let's head over there. All right, so uh, you head back into town. You walk past uh, Tag Pub 7 as it's uh, carrying some crates into the uh, structure, the shelter, where those crates will sit until they're claimed. I feel like you're hinting that we should rob those crates <laughs> or something. It's like where they will sit unguarded for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a TV mood at this point. So what do you guys do? <laughs> no one will miss them or the contents of said packages. <laughs> the crowbars happen to be right next to <laughs> Um, Can we do a perception to see if anyone's watching and then I'm going to go up to a crate and see. Yeah, give me the perception checks. 17. 17. 9. A 12. Nice. All of you, even Clubhead, uh, detects that this giant four-armed construct uh, is definitely in charge of all of the things down here on the docks, and he clearly stated that it's his job to watch over those things and ensure that any issues or uh, emergencies with the cargo are handled. Yeah, which would include somebody breaking in and trying to steal them. And you know that constructs don't sleep. That's okay. We're not common thieves. We wouldn't just steal something out in broad daylight. We definitely know that. Unless yeah. unless it was necessary to hold the money for someone as uh, to help them. To help them, yes. Like a bank would. If we find it on their property, yeah. Wait, did you just admit that you stole that money? <laughs> what? No, I borrow, I mean, I am safeguarding it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Sure. He is yet to spin one gold out of that bag, right? True. Wendell? Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I would never. He would never. The bank of Wendell. Well, you're my trusted companion, and I trust you. You don't trust him enough to cut a tongue and then I shake the envelope in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's because I don't trust Smoop Smoopy. Oh. Well, let's go over to Smoochie's house and let's put this in the slot and maybe we'll get a chance to talk to her. I 
reluctant. Wait, it's Madam Smoochie? Yeah, Madam Smoochie is her real name. She told me. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> you guys got friends fast in an hour. We did. We it felt it felt like a, an eternity. We had a, a wonderful conversation. One of the best. It was a perfect conversation. <laughs> All right. So you walk across the town square and you walk toward uh, Madame Schmoopy's repository. Everybody give me a perception check. Natural one. 14. 25. Natural 20. Natural 20. Sheesh. So, uh, Silbeth, you you detect the aroma of fresh baked bread. Mm. I have no idea where that came from. I'm having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear the ticking? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wendell, uh, you detect the aroma of poop cubes. They belong to Batima. Bunny, you happen to look over to the greasy lizard and you see Don Goose sitting on the a crate in front of the bashed apart front door as some workers are repairing it. And he looks at you and he holds two fingers up. He points at his own eyes and then he points at you in your direction. <laughs> and I just hear the Jaws theme start playing. Just <laughs> Clubhead, you look over toward the vacant lot where your buddy, Beauty, lives in a hole under the ground. And you see a land called Tan and his right hand, Celine Whiteheath, looking at this vacant lot, pointing and discussing something. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I wonder if that is the lot that Alphonse won and just sold to them. <gasps> we'll have to find out next episode. Because that is episode 29 of the Valley of Green Gold. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade rides again. You can join us on Tuesday, August 29th, 2023 at 7 p.m. Central Time, U.S. for part two of Long Live King Candy, created by and DM'd by our pal Nick from Five Entertainment, featuring the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade back in action, joined by Emery's character, Sam I Am. You can find details at RatedRPGPodcast.com. We've got the link there to the first of the two-part uh, adventure. You can watch that. Thank you to Lord Deputy Fail for supporting Rated RPG and for submitting Tag Pub 7, which works the Merchant Harbor Docks, making its big debut in this episode. Thanks to Duke's Turtle and Crow for your support and providing more roles on the table of potentially decent random stuff. Perhaps soon the party will identify all of the loot they've acquired so far and learn if any of it is cursed. If you want to see the table of potentially decent random stuff, it's in our blog at RatedRPGPodcast.com. We'll be updating the player character sheets there soon, as well to reflect the current third-level status of the player characters. Our Patreon supporters are the reason we're able to continue creating the Valley of Green Gold the way we do. Thank you to Nopi, Plasto Joe, Manflesh, and Dr. Space Marine for supporting Rated RPG. Our honorary gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members make a huge difference for us in that regard. Thank you to Mongoose, Scout McGrath, and Anna. Finally, in some sad news, our friends Kate Slauson and Ray the Lazy Elf came to visit Crow Island recently. They apparently got hooked up into a timeshare deal before Mebay Beachside Estates fell into the sinkhole. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but the last time anybody saw them, they were really upset about the whole deal with Mebay. They said they were going to go talk to a land called Tan about getting a refund. Next thing you know, pieces of them were washing up on the beach. So we put them in the bucket of friends, because that's what you do with dead bodies around here. Uh, Sheriff Dandy Griffin has promised a full investigation, which seems to be a never-ending thing that he does. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast. <laughs>